0: How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is gonna give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Jamie Filer. Hey guys. And we are here to serve.
1: and welcome to the trainer revenue multiplier podcast. As always, I am your host Jamie Filer, and I am joined today by the incomparable Professor Park, Mr. Matthew. How are you doing, sir?
0: Wonderful. We're going to have so much fun together. I love our talks together. I cannot wait, Jamie Father. (laughs) I
1: think think you and I might be the only people who can make tracking metrics sound exciting and and genuinely get enthusiastic for numbers.
0: (laughs) I would say six months ago, I was like, ooh, these metrics things are kind of tough, but now it's like these things are exciting.
1: Yeah. And, and just, you know, I love that, that you started off our platinum call by saying, okay, how many of you track your workouts and macros and like everyone's hand went up and, and once upon a time tracking macros was probably really overwhelming, right. And making sure everything fit into a nice neat box and, and remembering to do it every day as well. Just the habit of tracking macros every day. And now I don't know what to do if I go on vacation and I don't track macros.
0: It's such a game we play, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I guess we should start for people who might not even. What are metrics? What are metrics?
0: There are quantifiable things you're going to measure in your in your company, and obviously in your business coaching company that really distinguish really where you know how far you've come along in your company, whether it's short term or long term goals. And they're quantifiable things you're going to measure in your company, whether it's lead generation, retention, uh, financial. There's multiple levels, of course, you can look at that with. Mm-hmm.
1: And why are metrics imp- why are metrics important? And why is tracking metrics important?
0: They tell the story, as simple as it is. So mm-hmm. metric are, is the data. So a right. lot of coaches, you know, like you mentioned, will track their macros, track their training, how much yeah. they want to improve their bench press, whatever else. Um, but if we don't know, like consults coming in, how many you converted, you know, who's you know canceled going forward, who renewed, yeah. um, you know, who's doing follow up. All these numbers over every week tell a story of your company, so you can start to making really great choices in your company based on what's happening in the last seven days or last month. You can see a, a trend happening, yeah. which allows you to make better choices as you're growing your business.
1: If I had to equate it to another fitness analogy, it wouldn't necessarily be tracking macros, but rather, I mean, a lot of a lot of trainers who are familiar with CrossFit, you know that they're what we call benchmark workouts, right? There's Fran. There's Diane, there's Murph, which is done every Memorial Day. And the way you know you're getting better at CrossFit is if your Fran time goes down or if your Murph time goes down. So similarly, if you notice that you are getting fewer leads from month to month, right? This Again, this is why we track it. So it's about, I mean, it's exactly like you said, it is a benchmark to use to determine progress or Mm -hmm. or regress uh, or stagnance even. In your business.
0: Agreed. Hundred percent. It's it's almost like metrics is not really the sexiest thing. Of course, we, we you know, you and I make it sexy, Jamie. You know, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things that most coaches avoid, or they leave when they have to check their numbers or they're coached by you and I or Isaac and like, Oh, now guys, check your numbers. But it actually is how you can help your business grow so much quicker and make better decisions. Even like one small change based on knowing what's happening currently for the last three months.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So let's dive right in. There are four steps and I would say they are graduated Mm -hmm. um, of tracking metrics. The first one we'll go over all four and then you can break them down for us. We've got the Mm track. delivery, and collect.
0: Correct. So
1: let's start with attract. What metrics fall under the umbrella of attract?
0: Beautiful. So attract is basically what you're doing on the front to bring a lead in, whether it's going to be collecting a lead for an application form that's being filled out, whether it's this person booked a consult call with you in their business, uh, whether they, they they gave you their email address and their phone number for your lead magnet that you put in. So even a consult for a membership for your gym. So a track really is measuring a lead coming in. And if they're taking action with you and some category to do something with you or consume something with you.
1: I love that. I love that. And if, if I may, I want to also, we can pull it back even more. How many conversations have you had today? Right. If someone at the grocery store, right? Like the woman, let's say bagging your groceries is like, Oh my God, you eat so healthy. How do you keep that up? And you're like, funny, you should mention I'm a trainer. Here's my card. That is a metric. That, that is an attraction, right? We have just started another conversation. Boom. Tick that off, right?
0: That's a great one, Jamie. Oh my gosh. It can be conversations like even, even on social media, correct?
1: Of course. Of course. Every time someone, I mean, every time someone joins your Facebook group, Every time someone uh, responds to a poll where you said, "Are you finally ready to change your life?" Right, that's attraction. Those are all. Those are all check marks that we can use.
0: So true. So, so true.
1: Before we go to the next phase, right? People are like, "Shit!" Like, how I start hundreds of conversations per day. How am I supposed to know, Matthew? How do you? How do you personally log? I guess at the end of every day, or do you do it every other, like how do you know how many conversations or attractions you brought in every day?
0: For me, I look at the calendar. I'm like, Hey, I got right now. I've got, you know, seven calls this week or eight calls this week or four calls this week or whatever it is. I'm looking at those numbers. And of course, if I'm only seeing one call on the calendar, I'm like, well, what's happening with the marketing and the attraction to bring these leads in and why aren't they going on this call from the form out? or are they the right kind of lead? Yeah, our like our quality album brought a really good point up about application qualification, right? Sure. So when we're doing conversations or marketing or some sort of the front end work to bring a lead to make a decision to do something mm-hmm. with you, uh, qualifying them to find, of course, are they tire kickers? Are they just yeah. want your free service for an hour, just to waste your time, uh, <laughs> you know? You know <laughs> or are they actually qualify that they actually wants to learn more about working with your father for yeah. whatever it could be in their business, right?
1: Yep. And then at the end of the day, you mark it in your Excel sheet. Like I started five conversations. Cool. Um, Another way to do that, let's say you use the social media option. Um, I have a virtual assistant who sends cold outbound messages to all new followers. Every message that comes back to me that says, hey, Jamie, I totally didn't expect a message from you. My goals are I flag that message on uh, Instagram. And then at the end of the day say, okay, I have 16 flagged messages. Cool. 16 new conversations. Mm -hmm. Great. And then every Sunday, right? 16 on Monday, 12 on Tuesday, right? All the way through Sunday and boom, I have 102 attractions this week.
0: I love that. So when that person does it for you, Jamie, and of course you flagged them, what? I want to go one step too forward up here. Are you... um, you know, of course that's more of the conversation piece, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. So now converting for them would be obviously like an application for them, like an application form. What's the convert for them?
1: Oh, great question. So this is where I take over. Um, because all they do is the cold outbound. So sure. someone says, Jamie, thanks so much for the message. My goals are this, this, and this. And I say, okay, great. Do you mind if I ask you some questions about your fitness journey? Because mm-hmm. I do, I want to sound like a friend, before I go into the phone call. Um, So there will be, you know, do I mind if I ask you some questions? What's not working about what you're doing right now? Uh, What would happen if you lost those 30 pounds that you've been struggling to lose, right? And then they're imagining and say, great. Do you mind if I give you some feedback about your goals? And they say, of course. And I say, perfect. Click on this link, right? I'm free over the next two days. Let's go.
0: I love that that could actually be two phases. And I think about a lot about this. So for example, conversation, this is so, so good, Jamie, conversations almost as like, Hey, 12 per day. Yeah. And you come in, of course have your you know, conversation with them in a friendly manner yep. and you have them like book a call. Right. It actually ends up being two metrics actually in the attraction phase.
1: Yes. You're right. Conversation started in call book because then again, because I've flagged it on my phone, if, Sandra, like if I send her my booking link at 1226, and Mm -hmm. if by 526 this evening, she's still not booked a call, I'm going back. Hey, Sandra, just curious. Did the link work for you? Are there any conflicts in terms of timing? Would it be easier if I just filled out the form for you? How's Monday at 130?
0: I love that. I love that, Jamie. Cool. Um, So your metrics, are you doing them every day or every week? Yours for the social media?
1: Well, every, every day, cause it's easier and I don't want to have to go back and try to figure it out. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Uh, step number two, convert metric. What does this mean? What does this look like?
0: That is when you've taken the the lead, when they booked a call or they filled an application to form out and they've now converted and now are investing into your coaching services. Of course, they made a decision to work with you.
1: Okay. Now this can be divided into, I guess, um, there are two different two different facets, right? There's how mm-hmm. much um, you've you've been promised and how much you've collected, right? So, mm-hmm. like Matthews signed up for TRM Gold at thousand um, dollars a month, let's say, uh, but he's not paying twelve thousand dollars. We've commissioned twelve thousand dollars, but he's only paid one thousand. So. Do you divide your metrics into how much the total, con- oh, contracted versus collected? That's what I'm thinking of. Do you divide that metric into how much the contract is for versus how much you collected up front, or do you just do one metric?
0: One metric for now, cool. one metric for now. Okay. To keep things simple for now, of course, we can always break it down more down the pipeline for conversions. And conversions yeah. can also mean, like if it's a lead magnet, lead magnet we're measuring here, it could be, okay... You did 12 conversations you you know they they offered to put their email address for you for your lead magnet they, of course you gave yeah. them and then convert could be like getting on a call actually they can be three phases jamie to be honest because okay. it could be give your email then go on a call with jamie and then the conversion phase comes in on yeah. two to convert them as yeah. a client for paid yeah. money.
1: now the conversion phase this is mm-hmm. implying you you have a 10 out of 10 closing rate but we know that there's kind of a part, there's a if yes and if no, right? We can. What happens, Matthew? What is the next thing you track if it was a not yet, a no, a let me ask my spouse? Where do we go from here with the metrics?
0: You're going to have two things. You're going to have a follow-up and you're going to have a follow-up call booked. And basically, what that means is, is if there's been seven calls booked in the week, uh-huh. And let's say uh, out of that, you closed four people. Okay, pretty good conversion for the week. Not bad. Uh-huh. So you'll take the, the three leads that, of course, didn't close. They're going to go in the follow-up box. But you might say, okay, out of the follow-up box, how many of those have you booked follow-up calls with? Really, yeah. really important because a follow-up call is going to be almost like your means of, again, converting them into your coaching services, not just getting yeah. some emails from you, which is, again, good too. So let's say two people out of three booked a follow-up call, right, with you on the call one wasn't really a fit or just kind of ghost you afterwards. So be it, but you can start measuring. Um, that metric is important because, you know, if you're noticing that between follow-up and follow-up call booked, that there's a discrepancy here, are the leads not really good? Like, are you not doing a good, very good sales call? What's happening in that issue? If you are, if numbers aren't working out for you on the back end.
1: Yeah. The other one, and Matthew, you brought this to my attention. I think it was early 2021. Actually. I said, why aren't people showing up to the call? I didn't even get to the conversation. So my the metric that I was tracking is I may have 10 calls booked, but I only had two show up. And I would only know that if I was tracking my, my show up rate. And you said, well, how many reminders are you uh, giving them? And I said, what reminders? <laughs> So, uh, guys, it is important to also measure not just how many people you sell and how many you don't, but of the people you booked, how many are even showing up to the calls? Do you need a better system uh, to remind people, you know, 24 hours, 12 hours, one hour before the call?
0: That's a great point, Jamie. That's such a valid point nowadays. Everyone getting email and text from all over the place, right? Yeah. So um, for one second on there, so obviously if you're hearing this call right now, you're wondering, well, what's the most optimal way to remind people for their calls? Mm-hmm. Usually if it's a new lead coming in a booked to call with you, nowadays, usually it's good to have five or seven touch points between text and email. And please have a text reminder. Don't depend on email only. It's been shown metrically that 30% will go through an email and 75% will come through with, with a text message.
1: Yeah. I've heard that's int- I've heard even higher with text messages. Okay, cool. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Um, the, what I like about email reminders, though, is that um, with, at least with iPhone software, mm-hmm. if my computer sees a date, it'll, add, it'll say, like, do you want to add this to your calendar as an event, right? So if I'm sending out an email that says, you know, Matthew Park has an interview with Jamie Filer at 1215, you can add that to your phone's calendar so easily.
0: Got it. Um,
1: Yeah. No, I, I love, I love text message reminders. Okay. So convert. They say, yeah, they're so excited. They're not tire kickers. They're your perfect avatar. We go into delivery. What does that metric look like?
0: Delivery is a great one. Now delivery is divided in a couple of columns here, which you can have fulfillment and you can also have renewal and renewal is probably the most popular one that we're going to measure here. And that's really your client experience. That's going to be the client. That's more of like the client. Like if you're fulfilling the, the agreement and the client's super happy and they're like, wow, I love I love working with Filer for the last 12 months. They're going to fulfill the agreement, of course, number 12. So you're going to mark that down as fulfilled. Because hmm. um, some clients might try to knock out of the agreement halfway in and you're like, oh, sure. no, you got to keep going, right? That works, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And renewal, of course, is measuring like what those numbers are, are for clients to renew. So if you've got 30 people that you know, are in your, you know, so you sign up in the last two months, but out of that 30 people, you know, uh, eight, uh, 29 fulfilled it, but only nine renewed. Yeah. Well, what happened in that delivery phase? Was it, was it because something uh, it was experienced? What would happened? You can measure yeah. those numbers.
1: Yep. So does that bring, I guess that brings us to collect what happens in the collect phase.
0: Collect is like the, the most non-sexy part of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole model. It's really the cash flow one. So it's the ones that probably are, are literally left in the dust the most. But it's also yes. important because cash flow is life out of your business. So uh, with that, you want to measure you know any clients, of course, that if you're on renewals or, or on, you're on your uh, reoccurring payments, of course, with the client, did a credit card bounce? Have they missed a payment? Right, they lay on the payment. Right, you're going to yeah. measure those things in the collect phase because if you have 80 clients and 30 of them missing miss their payments in your, you know, on your coaching service, that's a huge amount of cash flow you're laid on now on your yeah. own paying your own bills. That's yeah. a problem. It's a red flag. So you want to make sure, like, can you improve your how invoices go out? Can you improve how payments are put being put through? What could you do to fix that problem if you know the collect phase is you know being done properly in your business?
1: I love that. I love that solution um so we talked about i just want to go back to delivery i think it's really important to identify quit and paused um mm-hmm. because it may be worthwhile to investigate like especially for pause you'll again it comes back to knowing patterns right if everyone quit i don't know if everyone quit in December. Right. What does that mean? Right. Maybe the holidays became overwhelming. Great. So what that means is we have to add a product, a service, a value to keep people engaged rather than waiting for them. I don't know, to to start back up in January. We know based on the pattern that we see in a metric that we got to hit our clients harder in December because emotionally they want to they want to dip.
0: Oh, that's brilliant, Jamie. It's so true, whether it's December or, or summertime, you know? Yeah, way, 100%, you
1: know. right? You could also identify like, huh, I wonder why I lost so many clients in May. Oh, wait, I moved from this house to that house and I dropped the ball on client fulfillment. Oh, that explains it, right? So the other reason metrics are so useful is because it makes you aware of your own habits and patterns as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Right. Why did you start so many conversations in January? Well, because it was January and you were really excited. Okay. But then why did it dip in August? Because you wanted to dip, right? Like you wanted to spend time on the beach. So it just brings so much awareness to all of your habits.
0: It is, it is hundred percent, you know, and delivery and collector, probably the two that we don't necessarily put as much attention actually on them but they're actually literally as important as attract and convert yeah. because even if you only have shoot five calls a week it doesn't matter how many calls you got whether yeah. it's three or ten yep. and you can't keep a client <laughs> or fill them that's a problem man like all your thing is just bring a client and bring a client in but you're not like finding ways to keep retaining people or give them an awesome experience because that leads to referrals for your company and referrals are the cheapest way to get advertising for your company. Yeah. Well then all of a sudden you aren't really fixing the problem that actually is being addressed.
1: Yeah. You, you mentioned on the platinum call um, you said, you know, roughly half your money should be coming from renewals and half uh, should be the front end. Um, I will challenge you a little bit. It, it is less work on your part. I think it should be 30% on the front end. Mm -hmm. 60% of your income should be coming from renewals or even upselling and then 10% from referrals. And that way you're not constantly chasing new clients. You're focused Mm -hmm. on just delivering the best damn service so that people keep signing for three, six or nine or three, six or 12.
0: That is so true. So true. Well, they're your cheapest customer.
1: Totally. Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. They're your marketers, yeah. right? Yeah. They're bringing referrals. They're renewing for more months with you. They're telling mm-hmm. more clients about, you know, how awesome you are. Well, that didn't cost you any money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I
0: agree 100%. If we can, you know, that number should even probably even be higher. Like, heck, if you can get your business to even like 80% renewals, or to be honest. like, Oh my would God. Be, woo, <laughs> it'd be insane. <laughs> Separate like
1: podcast, everybody. Separate podcast. How to never have to sell again and just rely on on upselling renewals and referrals. Agree. I love, I love so it.
0: Agree.
1: Um, so now let's talk. Okay. So let's say someone's super comfortable with tracking their metrics. Um, man, I wish we could like give out our Google sheet as a, as a note in the podcast. That'd be so useful. We could. It, it is hard good. without a visual, right? Yeah. We could give people a value add. Yeah. Um, but you are someone who has an assistant coach. And you're like, listen, they're just getting started. They literally have three clients. I'm not about to make them track all of that stuff. Where would you have someone who who's assistant coaches at that level start in terms of numbers relative to overwhelm?
0: Good question, Jamie. And you know, this was discussed in the Platinum Call as well. We were talking about this in the Platinum Call is I would say that, you know, of course, you as the coach, whether it's, you know, one of the coaches, get, get your numbers down first yourself first as a coach. Yeah know your numbers for over a period of time, and then of course transfer and like communicate those numbers, whichever you feel comfortable sharing with your coach on, on the weekly meeting you have with your coaches from there. Is, I definitely recommend because if you as a coach can't even keep your metrics up yourself every at least every seven days and you're asking your coach to do the metrics as well, it isn't mm-hmm. really truthful as a business owner to be like expecting them to do the same thing that you aren't even doing. Yeah. So it almost comes into like, you know, first make it a habit for yourself, transfer and mention the metrics to them and then go from there.
1: Yeah. And the other thing I would do, if you want to challenge them a little bit, and it's true, like, you know, when you're starting on an assistant coach position, you might be money driven. So why not, why not give KPIs to your assistant coach? Say, listen, I want you to make 5k this month in order to do that. Your requirement is going to be to book 30 sales calls over the course of the week, which means you have to start 60 conversations, Mm. right? right? If 60 conversations, 30 sales calls, 15 new clients, $5,000 for you. And if you do all of that, I will also give you a bonus, right? And if your clients refer other people, I will add an extra $50 for each of those things that happen, right? So it's not just, right, let's measure metrics, but let's also put in kind of parentheses, the goals that you want your assistant coach to hit. And obviously you can do this for yourself too, right? Like I know if I want Two new clients this week i gotta hop on anywhere between four and eight sales calls which means i have to start anywhere between 16 and 32 new conversations.
0: I love that. That is so good. hundred percent. You know, these numbers are funny because it's almost like, you know, it can be as simple as you want to as complex as you want with the Mm -hmm. metrics. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is if you're just, you know, getting numbers kind of underway, even in tier. I'm like, when we first started tier, I was like only revenue in the beginning. Then it it moved to like, okay, booked calls and some conversion. Let's kind of go there for a bit. (laughs) And that's that. Yeah. And now it's like a little bit more metrics. So it's obviously whatever step you want to take in your business. Yeah. um, Just take one step that you, of course you feel aligned to it's a little uncomfortable, but it builds a habit for you.
1: So great. Yes. Perfect. Matthew, anything we did not cover you would like to finish with, uh, anything we missed?
0: Um, you know, you've brought some good points actually on the call. Like actually, even on social media side with the conversations piece, measuring that part. Do you mind kind of telling more about that, Jamie? Because that actually is a pretty cool one that I don't think we actually even really like dove into it all in platinum zero. So, It's a pretty sweet topic.
1: So I think, so for my business model, personally, we know that I generate roughly 90% of my leads from social media, whether it's my Facebook group, uh, TikTok, or Instagram. Um, Mm -hmm. So I always work backwards relative to conversations started on Instagram. Again, if I want two new clients, I multiply that with, let's say a 50% closing rate. Now, Most days of the week, I'm a little bit higher, but let's say worst case scenario, I'm 50-50. Two new clients is four to eight sales calls, let's say, right? Also, no show rates. We have to account for that. And then working backwards from that, four to eight, roughly half the people I talk to on Instagram will say yes right away. Or they'll say yes to a rapport call versus a sales call, right? To warm them up a little bit. Or they'll say, yo, we just met. I just started following you. Can you give me a minute, right? So you have to account for that contingency. So all things being equal, I need to speak to 36 people per week to get roughly two new clients.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful, Jamie. Ooh. Yeah,
1: so that's on social,
0: on social media, of course. On social media, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. But again, that's right. If you if you are part of a networking group like a BNI or a, another referral master or something like that, yours could be the same. You have to hand out thirty business cards to to get ten sales calls to sign three new clients.
0: Oh my gosh, that's, that's so another good, way of looking Jamie. at it.
1: Yeah.
0: How has metrics changed your business?
1: Uh, I am a very goal oriented person. You know that I'm not the most creative human, but I am, I am an executor. So, uh, the same, you know, let's say directives you would give your assistant coach. I give to myself, Jamie, this is how many sales calls you want per week. Okay, cool. How many conversations do we need to start? If we haven't started that many, I'm going into past clients. I'm going into my database. Um, I'm going back into my flagged messages from three weeks ago, right? Like um, I'm going into my pipeline, uh, from the TRM engine of people who said no, or people who didn't show up for calls, right. I'm following up with them now.
0: I love that. I love that. So unbelievable. It's, it's amazing when numbers are being focused on how they actually expand
1: Absolutely. because
0: of, of the focus, right? Yeah. Oh, it becomes so much. That.
1: Again, it's just like reps in the gym, right? Yeah. Like there are some times where you'll do three sets and it'll feel really good. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do a fourth set. Let's go because it it, it was easy.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wow. Matthew, thank you so much for this dialogue. I appreciate you.
0: 110%, Jamie. Amazing questions as always. You always crush it. Thank you very, very much.
1: Thank you. And thank you guys so much as always for listening. Hopefully you are also subscribed. If you are not yet, please do make sure to like and rate us as well. So we move up the algorithm, leave us a review if you feel so inclined, but most importantly, just don't forget to subscribe so that you are hit with this value every single week on the trainer revenue multiplier podcast, have an amazing rest of your day and we will see you next time.
0: Thanks Jamie. Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today.